Truthfully, what happens is, as children grow up, we start to educate them progressively from the waist up. And then we focus on their heads and slightly to one side. I think of the old days. You were better off. Because nowadays they're all specialists. Everyone's becoming better and better. And less and less. And eventually someone's going to be superb. Like nothing. Our education systems have mined our minds in the way that we strip mined the earth for a particular commodity. And for the future, it won't serve us. We have to rethink the fundamental principles on which we're educating our children. We're not here to tell everybody that they're wrong and we're right. We're not saying that we have all the answers, but um, we'd like to present a different way of looking at it. Hello, listeners. Festive spirit abounds and welcome to episode... 44, may I add, of the China Education Education Focus series. And, um, well, we've got a real Christmas special for you, although if you're listening to this and it's not Christmas, it's still superly special, uh, if I can use those um, superlatives. And we have a special guest uh, with us today, and none other than um, Alex Eldridge Toll. Hello there. Yes, and um, Alex, uh, for you listening, is a colleague of mine um, in our new teaching positions. And uh, Alex sits literally about a metre and a half opposite me, don't you, Alex? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. Um, and of course, with, with school uh, still out at the moment and um, our actual new school still being built, we are spending a lot of time um, in the office. And uh, this fantastic thing happened, listeners. Um, essentially, uh, Alex was uh, talking as normal um, about a load of rubbish and then suddenly came up with a question. And the question was quite an interesting one. I had four answers. And, um, and we asked the question. I was like, oh, we didn't know. We got it wrong. And then I said, where did you get that from? And he said it's from the, the gapminder.org website. Yeah, just found it by chance. Completely shocked by um, how some of the questions are. Yeah, and I mean, we've, we're, we're framing this podcast, why well, I wanted to do it, around how ignorant you are. Not, mm. not how ignorant you are, but how I ignorant mean... a lot of the <laughs> listeners and the listeners are, and, and even myself at times, um, how ignorant I can be. And mm. so these questions that we're going to lay on for you today, listeners, we're going to go through the questions and um, you can play with us as well, see if you get the answers right. And then we'll do a little, a little um, digression and talk about the, the stuff that comes from it. And let me just give you a little bit, Alex, because I was asking you, wasn't I, about Gapminder? You, yeah. of course, showed us it. And, um, <laughs> and, and then um, I, I thought you might know everything about it. Of course, you don't. But it's an independent Swedish foundation with no political, religious or economic affiliations, and it basically fights devastating misconceptions and promotes a fact-based world world worldview everyone can understand. Now, in today's world where we are, coming to the end of 2020, 2021, finding the truth is very difficult, so I can see the, yeah. the benefits of this. Absolutely. Certainly, how some of the questions are worded, it's, it's, all in, it's quite nice, actually. Certainly, in the couple of questions that we've done prior to this mm. I'm already finding myself clearly clearly having sort of low expectations <laughs> of humanity because it's all when we think about whether it be poverty or whatever clearly we have actually come a long ways over the last 10 20 years if that yeah and um, I mean as I said we're framing it around ignorance I think a lot of us uh, myself included do think we're almost a little bit too intelligent than what we really are Mm -hmm. especially uh, the teachers out there of course um, seem to think they know absolutely everything and that's why they're teachers although you could go the other way with that but essentially the the mission 
of this podcast, as it is for Gapminder, is to fight devastating ignorance with fact-based worldviews everyone can understand. And what I want to say before we get into the questions is that the questions are framed around... Um, and I don't know if you know these listeners, but the 17 uh, United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, and which are basically a collection of 17 interlinked goals designed to be a blueprint to achieve a better and more sustainable future for us all. And, um, you know, whatever you think about the United Nations, and I see the logo here, it's like a lots of rainbow colours coming across in all directions at the moment into our psyche. Uh, But they have one too. The O is a rainbow O. It almost looks like a virus shops up there. Um, Anyway, but moving on from that, um, I do quite like the colourful 17 goals. I'm not going to go through them now, but just note, listeners, that as we go through the sections, and I think there's six questions to each section, that these are based around these 17 goals. So you can check that out at any time you want, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So Alex... Shall we get stuck in? I'm excited, yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, you've got your your spade, and Alex is going to do um, a little bit of digging. Alex is going to actually host and do the questions first. And the first section is around what, Alex? Uh, poverty. Okay, so a big one. A big one. So this is the poverty section, listeners. So questions will be framed around this subject. Take it away, um, Alex. Not enough for me. So, in 1980, roughly 40% of the world's population lived in extreme poverty, with less than $2 per day. What is the share, what is the, uh, sorry, what is the share today? 10%, 30%, or 50%? Okay, so I don't know, but many listeners might have completely not heard that question. Um, I certainly, being quite ignorant, went straight through me. You, of course, being a mathematician, may have got all those numbers in your head. But again, <laughs> what, what's the, the, the question again? Question Something is, about how poverty um, What is the percentage of the world's population in extreme poverty? Where, right, okay. Where it is, where they're earning sort of less than $2 a day. Okay, oh dear. So in the 80s, it was 40%. Yeah. And your choices are 10%, 30%, or 50%. Now, yeah? Correct. 10%? I, I would think so, yeah. The options are 10%? 10%, 30%, and 50%. And in the 80s it was? 40%. I think 10% is logical, but the issue I'm, bearing, mm. I'm thinking about is given... It depends, obviously, on when, whether this was taken pre-COVID or post-COVID... If it was pre-COVID... Oh, don't get clever now. <laughs> we, we don't need that kind of cleverness on this podcast. The, 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 again, it's 10% or... 30%. Or... 50%. Okay, so it must have got better. So let's... We, we surmise that. So it's either 10% or 30%, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think I know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say... You're going to go for 10. I'm going to go for 10. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go for 30 because however you put this... I still see people on the streets. Yeah. I still see mass problems pre-COVID. Um, so let's not dress this all up with pink candy floss. Give us the answer. What is the answer? You say 10%. I say 30. So 30 was incorrect. Huh. It was 10%. It was 10%. So apparently 92% of the people who did the survey mm-hmm. did get it wrong. Wow, that is interesting. So, uh, during the past 40 years, the drop in extreme poverty rate uh, was the fastest ever. Uh, few no- uh, very few noted, probably because of the pro- uh, probability inequality become, uh, became wider than ever. 
Right. So, I mean, I, I can think, I can understand a bit where that's coming from because if we think, seeing as we are in China at the moment, mm. largest population, largest percentage population of the world, mm. um, certainly if we were to say 40 years ago, I could see that to be quite, you know, quite a high number. I can, yeah. you could understand um, if China was a sort of, uh, sort of a larger percentage of that. But obviously nowadays, China has actually done very well yeah. economy, um, for its economy and actually bringing you know, nearly 2 billion people out of poverty, hasn't it? Yeah, and these statistics down, yeah? Exactly that. Um, and we also then think about how this has sort of gone across the rest of the world, work that's been done in Africa and South America. May I just make a little devil's advocate note here, as I'm sure those listening in might be thinking too. We go on about facts and finding the truth. Yeah. We also have to be aware do we not that Gapminder okay it's non-religious it's not backed by any political party but where are they getting their information from as well and so I think with all this we have to take it with a little pinch of Himalayan pink salt Um, that maybe we are still jumbling around with statistics as a lot of these Covidian type numbers seem to be um, interplaying with each other too so the point is if I can take it in a very conclusive um, macro view, the world is getting better in the fact that people um, on the breadline, they are earning more and their mm. quality of life is going up. That's what we should potentially conclude from that, yeah, Correct. since the 80s. Okay, so I think... um, 30%, uh, sorry, 10%, only 10% of people live on under $2 um, a, day. a day. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, I, I would be curious to know a bit more about that because obviously... The value, obviously, where they're using dollars, yes, there's a good level of consistency. I'd be curious to know um, whether that takes into account of the value of the dollar over the years, um, and you know, um, cost of living's changed. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I see. I'm splitting hairs. No, no, I think we are, and, I, and and that's why I wanted to bring it up because we are going to be able to, how do we say, cut this down in many particular. Uh, possible ways yeah. but the macro view is that poverty is getting better it's yeah. around the, this uh, United Nations goal of cutting out poverty by some year in the future so let's move on shall we interesting one Alex go for question number two so how many countries of the 195 countries in the world how many countries have some form of social security benefits for people with disabilities Ooh. So, out of 195 countries, either 43, 113, or 183. Whoa. So, the choice answer will be the amount of countries that have benefits, social benefits, for disabled people. Correct. Okay. So, got a pretty developed society that's... You know, got people eating everything and we've got stuff on the plate and roof on our heads. Yes. To the point now where we have these brilliant systems to help the disadvantaged. Um, and s- yes. While obviously, the te- I think it's fair to say, the te- while the technology is out there, it's obviously it's more so making sure that um, there is funding behind the government and also the variety of uh, services required. Because some mm. people obviously need care, etc. Yeah, yeah. It's... Was it, I mean, it, then again, it says some form. Okay. So. I mean, these are good questions. And, and like when you hit me with the one in the office, I haven't really thought about it, mm. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and so, listeners, we don't know the answers 
uh, to these. So we're really just, and I'm hearing this for the first time. Yeah. Um, I would say out of 100 and how many countries? 195. Okay, 195. Uh, I mean, it's got to be more than half. So if it's more than half out of the three options, mm. so you think maybe 113? Yeah, because the one's above that, right? The other one. That's so, far too positive, I think. Yeah, so it was 43, so um, yeah. about 40, 45%. Yeah. Uh, 113, so that's uh, 55, 60%. And then 183 yeah. out of 195. I think you're right. I think 113 sounds... Yeah. Sounds reasonable, but at the same time... Hang on, the researchers are just in my ear. You're a mathematician, right? Yeah. How many countries are there? 100 and... 195. You just said the first option of 44. Oh, 43. It was about 45, 40, 50%. 40, yeah, 40% thereabouts. I've probably oh, read oh, 195. <laughs> the researchers are just saying, just check the mathematician there. Yeah, okay, we've got sweat coming down the face now, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, there's a little Christmas mistake there. On my birthday. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Okay, so, yeah, should we go with that together then on this? I think, yeah, I think 100, 113 then. So is that B? That was B. Okay, yeah. so B, 113. Let's go. How many places are giving stuff to the, <laughs> to the disadvantage? Oh, no. <laughs> so we were both wrong. It is actually the 183. Wow. Okay. That's mad. We think that little of the world. Yes, that is interesting. <laughs> and that's quite amazing as well. But as you said, it could be any form, couldn't it? So yeah. maybe a few ramps, for example, for wheelchair access would be a country that's got some systems in place. Exactly that. Okay. There's a wide variety because, I mean, yeah, disability doesn't necessarily have to be as simple as a wheelchair. What about those who are visually impaired, yeah, absolutely, hearing yeah. impaired, um, mute, etc.? Are you looking to further your career in education? Teach Now offers a convenient online teacher preparation and master's degree program completed anywhere in the world. Reach Now for Teach Now. Ain't no time for defeat now. Teachers get off your seats now. Future generations need you now. Work with people all over the world in a collaborative, activity-based teaching environment. To learn more, visit teach-now.edu. Expertise that is really outside of the box. Does it tell you what countries out of those 195 aren't on that list? Oh, that's a good, that's um, a very yeah. good question. I'd, I'd almost, I wonder, I mean, what do you reckon it would be? Maybe, I mean, it doesn't specify. I think Afghanistan would be one of them or, I've not it's been tough. to Afghanistan, I've not been to downtown Kabul, but I don't know if there's many, you know, I mean, helping systems in place. Uh, I'm flick. I'm skimming through it now. I don't. There's no list of countries, unfortunately. Okay. Well, it shows how prepared we are, listeners, as always. Yeah, um, there's on no these podcast, but that's fine. Ooh. Hang on. Uh, so they oh no, they've not specified. No, they've not. They've given sort of uh, notes on the people who have actually on the countries that have made okay uh, significant strides in the last uh, few years. Sort of some amazing progress. So places like Brazil, Chile, oh, good for Mongolia, them. and Uruguay. Well done, they've Uruguay. Done better. Uh, sort of in the recent years to sort of, ca- to sort of help challenge and make the world better. The re- okay, the researchers are asking what country do you think would be in those kind of six or seven that wouldn't have any systems in place? Am I just those last know, Afghanistan few. I came out with there? Sorry yeah. to any Afghanis that are listening to this. It's just that I might be wrong. I think, well, you're a lot, I think you're along the right line. Certainly thinking third world countries is going to be 
where we're thinking. Like come out with one, you know, just put your... Where do I think? Then. Where do I think? Oh, I would... I'd probably pick somewhere in Africa. Okay. So... I could I could pick anywhere. I could say like Cameroon or something, but I could be completely wrong. Oh, I think somewhere. <laughs> but I'm I'm thinking I could I yeah I reckon I reckon African I certainly think a couple of African countries would be in that mix. Okay, right. Well, again, rosier than I would have thought. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's move on. Question three, Mister Toll. Uh, on average, yeah. How many of how many of those? Aged uh, sixty-five or older, mm-hmm. live below the national the national poverty lines in high-income countries. Wow, good question. So, on average, how many of those how many uh, how many of those aged eight, sixty-five or older live below the national poverty lines in high-income countries? Fourteen percent, twenty-nine percent, or forty-four <laughs> percent. Okay. So, um, I mean, let's be honest, this shouldn't happen uh, in a developed society. You get to 65, we, around mm. retirement age, you should be able to retire. You shouldn't be bef- below the po- po- poverty line. Mm. So poor you, the governments that are creating this situation. Um, I'm going to say it's the least one. It's got to be. Um, 14%. 14%. Yeah. I, I, I just, based on our last few questions, I've got to go with this one. It, it's got to be rosy for the over 65s. Yeah, I... I want to stay optimistic on this. I got to, you got to stay optimistic. Okay, go on then. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, there you go. Okay, good. That's good. I do find it quite interesting though. But I mean, fourteen percent—that's still still a lot, isn't it? About so eighty percent of people who did this survey got it wrong. Huh. So that many people have sort of been overestimating. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough because you think about. I mean, certainly if we think obviously. In the UK, I mean, my grandparents, they still pay tax. They still pay... And they do when they die as well. Like... Inheritance tax, what's all that about? Every single bit of tax, income tax... Um, Goes to the crown, God all, bless her. All on just, you know, when they're getting their pension, they've, been, they've paid tax all their lives. Yeah. They've saved up everything for their retirement, and then it's just, yeah, we're going to continue taking from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the old... So it's, it's the old... Um, hamster in the wheel isn't it it just keeps on going yeah. and they just change the hamster every so often when we drop off right okay moving on nicely and positively <laughs> question <Yeah>. question <laughs> question number four please how did the number of deaths per year from national from natural disasters change mm. over the last hundred years oh gosh that's a good question so how did the number of deaths per year from natural disasters change over the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. More than double. Right. Remained about the same. Yeah. Or decreased by less than half. I mean, I've got to say first, I, I think we need a full history of what's gone on in the last hundred years. I'm just trying to think, because a lot has gone on. A lot. Um, I mean, even we go back to the... Oh, my God, we'll go back... What are we going back here? To the early 19th century here now, aren't we? And gosh, there's been a lot of stuff mm. going on. Um, so... No, 19th century... Early 1900s. Oh, yes. Yeah. 20th century. Sorry, yeah, I just heard you. <laughs> yeah, just press that button there. It puts an electric shot up his leg. Um, <laughs> the, um, again, the other thing I'm thinking is, in 1920, did they have an established data system the same of which we have today as well? Okay, I know That's I'm being pedantic here, but it's... Yeah. I mean, what, what do you think on this one? I think... I, 
it's certainly something to consider and I am curious to know how natural disasters have been um, recorded because if we think about the last hundred years when um, uh, industrial revolution and all that stuff has yeah. started kicking in when you think about some of the forest fires initially would they have been considered as natural disasters? Good point. And Good then point. as climate change and all that stuff has kicked in how, how soon were we then recording those sort of natural disasters related caused by you know as a result of climate change, um, rising tides, and all of that. So it's... I. What's the answers again? So more than double. So the it's number, got worse, yeah? So, more than double. So if it, yeah, so okay. basically saying the number of deaths per year yeah. have doubled, yeah. have remained the same, mm. or decreased by less than half. By less than half. Okay, I'm going to either go for the last two, remain the same, B, or C, decrease but less than half yeah and the reason i'm doing is i think i see a pattern emerging already on question four with this website that's showing everything is lovely and rosy and the united nations are actually beautiful organization doing the best for us so i'm going to go with the last one they've decreased but less than half half. i'm i'm gonna say remain the same okay let's go (laughs) let's let's see what we got so you're right Okay. It has yeah. decreased less than half. Clearly, I'm. No, I was. Yeah. I'm thinking too. <laughs> about eighty, about eighty-four percent of people got this wrong, and I'm now one of them. I mean, the answer though in in that one is decreased, but less than half. That kind of tells me that's what they want you to choose. So it's, so it's decreased. It says, it's decreased, but it says less than half. Less than that's half. the thing. It's so where you know, say, hundred percent of the deaths from hundred years ago. It could have dropped down to about 60, 70. Because of maybe we have more technology to know to warn people when a natural disaster will happen. And also the relief effort to be able to bring in provisions and stuff, again, is probably managed and ramped up in a lot more efficient way, right? Yeah, I think we'd hope so. But at the same time, we still get those people in various pockets of the world where they can almost be... I'm thinking, I'm thinking classic America. We've all seen those videos where a hurricane hits and they're like, oh, we're fine, We'll we'll just... We'll just man out through this hurricane and stuff like that. And not to use a sort of gendered uh, gendered term there. Sorry, deal with it. Don't you bring that. Don't you start. (laughs) Don't you start on gender neutralities (laughs) and all these issues. That's for a podcast another time. Um, Let's move on to question five. I get your point. Question five then, Alex. Um, Take it away. Okay. How many people in the world cook using stoves that don't produce smoke? Okay. How many people in the world use stoves that don't produce smoke? Yeah, this is a big one because it, it causes apparently some real problems. Cancer, lung issues. Yeah. Um, you know, go to, I guess, poorer countries and they, they use those coals and that, don't they, to, to burn through yeah. the house for cooking and stuff. So what's the answers? 20%. Right. 40%. Mm-hmm. Or 60%. I like these A to Cs and not Ds. I'm going to be easier. <laughs> I tell you what, I think you'd be surprised here. I know there's, I've read some stuff that it's changing. It's either 20 or 40 for me. Absolutely. 40 um, would be a lot, wouldn't it? That's a lot of people. There'd be a lot of burning going 40% on. 40% of the world are using stoves that. Yeah. Give off Okay, smoke. hang on. So, how many, um, hang on, let's reread the question. How, what, how many people in the world? Uh, you cook with stoves that don't ah, produce smoke. Right. Sorry, so this is the key wording here, that don't produce smoke. So it must okay. be around 60 then. 
Well, then it's the top one, then 60. Yeah. yeah. Try to read the question correctly next time. Said, let's go I with, said no, go to, well, okay. <laughs> We'll have to rewind back. Um, okay, let's go with 60 on that one, then. Let's flip yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And it is, right. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 77% of people got this wrong. Really? Wow. I think there's 77% of people who misread the question. I was like going to say, did. like you, yeah. <laughs> like we did. Okay, good. Yeah, drivel. Um, okay, so what we're saying is 60% of people are using combustibles that yeah. aren't producing smoke for their dinners and keeping themselves warm, things like this, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. less people are sort of using those uh, prim- uh, less prim- more primitive. Okay, okay. Question six, please, for the final one in this category. So, what share of the population in high-income countries like Germany and the USA live in extreme poverty uh-huh. Uh-huh. with less than two dollars per day oh well so this goes back to our first question so now we're late yeah so now we're saying specifically for those high income countries mm-hmm. what percentage of uh, of uh, the population that are in those high income countries mm-hmm. live in extreme po- poverty mm-hmm. under two dollars a day yeah less than one percent yeah eleven percent yeah or twenty one percent I mean I want to say 11%. Because it seems quite in the middle. Yeah, but again, this... I'm thinking high-income countries obviously have a larger population compared to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And I think when you add that up all collatively, when you sort of collect all that up, I I could see it being less than 1%, though. Yeah, is it $2? Did they quote $2 a day? Yeah, yeah, less than $2 a day. I mean, who owns $2 in America a day? Less than 1% here. I think... I do have to say, I think there is, I, I, I know this, this website's about non-biasm and facts and stuff, but it is, it's painting this very rosy, all these pictures here. They're all the best answers. Absolutely, because when you say less than $2 a day, I mean, that's basically, you're living on the streets and you just get a couple of, yeah, you get a couple of, couple of quid just given <laughs> to you, and that's it. But there's... There's so much to it. But they, well, there's not counting the, the blokes or the girls that go around earning $4 a day, is it? Absolutely So not. what is it? Come on. And I also, think... would, we, would, would we say those who are living on benefits, <clears throat> who have just come out of that poverty, yeah. who are on benefits and almost on that sort of up trying to turn their life around... Would that not still count as poverty? I know this says extreme poverty, though, so... Yeah, but I, I just... Come on, this is going to be under 1%, isn't it? It's all it's got to be. lovely and yeah. beautiful, Less than 1%. Oh, how flowery. Well, after one, I think we'd better... Researchers, send a message to what they call Gapminder.com. Yeah. Yeah, Gapminder.com and tell them we reckon that they've got an agenda. Okay, That's so... That's a fair point. It's I, the end... You're it's, right there. It's the end of the agenda for this section, No Poverty. We'll be back with another pod where we'll focus on something else. It's China Jedi, people. If you're an English-speaking teacher from anywhere in the world and you have a bachelor's degree but need an official and accredited teaching licence to get a job, get a visa to teach abroad, or most importantly, to learn all those things you wish you knew before you stood in front of 30-plus students, then reach now to Teach Now and secure a professional U.S. District of Columbia licence in as little as nine months. Online in no time. Low cost, high quality, teach now, get in the game. Immediately receive a $100 discount of your tuition by signing up to the Teach Now program by the link www.teach-now.edu forward slash China Jedi. May the smile be with you.